0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Redefining Refugee, a podcast by Gators for Refugee Medical Relief, a nonprofit organization at the University of Florida that works to aid refugees by increasing their access to quality education, providing them with financial support, and assisting in their medical needs. There are about 89.3 million forcibly displaced people and over 27.1 million refugees worldwide. This is why learning, advocating, and taking action to give refugees a voice is so important. And that is the ultimate goal of this podcast. I am your host, Rima Ismail, and I want to thank you for listening today. I am so excited to be starting Season 3 of Redefining Refugee with the extremely inspirational story of Dr. Javi Arimana. He was born in Burundi and soon experienced a civil war where... As a young child, he was forced to flee with only his brother to a refugee camp in Tanzania. In the refugee camp, he started to volunteer at medical clinics to support the community and that began to raise his interest in medicine and healthcare. At 18, he came to the United States and is now a practicing emergency medicine physician in Tallahassee. He even did his residency at UF Health Jacksonville. So he is a fellow Gator. Again, thank you so much for listening. Welcome to season three. And I hope Dr. Javi Arimana's story inspires you as much as it's inspired me.
1: Today we're with Dr. Javi Arimana, who was born in Burundi and grew up in a refugee camp in Tanzania. He's now an emergency medicine physician in Tallahassee. Um, We're really excited to have this conversation with him today. So please give a warm welcome to him. We can just start with, please share your story with us, um, Dr. Hari
2: Arimana. Uh, Hi, uh, Rima. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, (laughs) Again, my name is Juvenal Harimana. the short, I mean, short story is I was born in Burundi, uh, but uh, we had a civil in Burundi um, <laughs> about when I was five. Uh, so uh, around age of six, uh, I fled to Tanzania uh, with my brother who basically raised me into the refugee camp. I stayed here for about 12 years. Uh, we left the refugee camp when I was 18, uh, moving into the U.S. Uh, in the refugee camp we were in Tanzania, more, it was pretty close to Burundi. Uh, mostly we were not allowed to leave the refugee camp for the whole 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really allowed to even be within the Tanzania community. This was only for uh, Burundi refugees in that area. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's, that's a sh- kind of a short story. Uh, as we came to the US, so when I was 18, uh, started right high school, uh, that senior year of high school in the US. Then went to college. I went to Harding Simmons University in Abilene, Texas, and then uh, ended up going to Texas A and M for medical school, and then I went to UF for residency.
1: Oh my God! Really?
2: Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I went to Shane's Datsunville. Uh, I was there for between 2016 and 2019. Uh, and then that's pretty much how I ended up in Tallahassee. Now I practice in Tallahassee, which I've made my home now. So, yep. That's amazing. Thank you for
1: sharing that story with us. Um, I just want to ask you if you could share some hardships and some lessons that you've learned along the way.
2: So mostly, I think you know when we talk about hardships, it's it, it being that refugee camp. That was probably one of the hardest things we've ever experienced. I was a young kid where I didn't have my parents with me, so I was with my brother. Um, being raised, I mean, he was he was in his early twenties uh, when he when I was with him initially. Uh, <clears throat> So being raised in New York by my brother in a refugee camp, I think that was probably one of the hardest things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as a child, I, you know, I believe that you, you you gain all your experiences from learning from different people, from what people mm-hmm. do uh, around you. And the people that were around me at that time really shaped who who I am even today. Uh, mostly when I was in refugee camp, I think one of the, the biggest thing was we, I started volunteering at the, at the local clinic. We had actually a clinic, uh, even a hospital actually in the refugee camp, mostly was staffed by uh, refugees uh, with uh, doctors from either Tanzania or different countries, but most of the staff were trained refugees just to help provide medical care for the community in the refugee camp at that time, and we would volunteer. And even though like, my life was hard, like I realized that I wasn't really in the worst situation because there were really people struggling with, more than I was. So I was always uh, more hopeful. Uh, and uh, knowing that I wasn't the only one, that really kind of kept me going. Um, yeah, yeah
1: that's, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, that really segues into our next question, which is just what inspired you to become a physician?
2: Uh so <laughs> starting it, you know, becoming a physician really I, I wouldn't say I can't become a physician by accident, but I really didn't plan it ahead of time. Like I didn't really say, oh I was gonna be a physician. Nope. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. When I we went to refugee camp, basically, um, personally, I have really never met a physician when I was in refugee camp. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what most physicians do at that time. I've met nurses, and as we started volunteering in the, in the clinic, uh, most of the people that we met were necessarily doctors, they were just either nurse practitioners or nurses that were trained in the camp to provide medical care. So and that was one of the really aspired, uh, kind of what I was aspired to do. My plan was if I finish high school in the refugee camp, maybe I can get trained to be you know, one of the nurses there. And that kind of really was it. And then uh, we come to the US, we get in the US, end up in Abilene, Texas, we get in Abilene, uh, had a little bit of struggle to go to high school because I was 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest thing for me was I was able to speak a little bit of English and I was able to read it and understand it very well. So as we get into Abilene, there is a <clears throat> there's more refugees coming with us, because you know, whenever that get a, you know instead of a program within the city, you get more refugees coming in. So I started translating for the nice. for the incoming refugees in Abilene. And then uh, I started learning more about nurses here in the US and physicians and what's the difference. And then, you know, initially, I thought I was going to be a nurse here too. But I, I realized that physicians were, were offered a bit more mm-hmm. as far as, you know, uh, the, the practice and what they do for the patients. So I didn't read really kind of that kind of when I started having that idea, oh, I can actually go for, be a physician. Uh, so we would translate for the medical doctor's visit, you know, ER visits, and uh, that's when I started getting more knowledge about the healthcare as a well whole in the U.S. because it was completely different from my previous experiences. Uh, so from that perspective, then I actually went to college and as I, became, I became pre-med. I was like, okay, then i am going to Going to be a doctor and that's how they, this whole thing started uh but the, in, in few words you know volunteering in the refugee camp and volunteering in the u.s within the healthcare community uh, or at least within the healthcare field that's really what paved my way into getting the interest of becoming a physician
1: mm-hmm. Wow, thank you. That was amazing. Our next question is just, why did you choose emergency medicine? Because you have such a, like, diverse background. You could, I could honestly see you doing so many things. And I know that emergency medicine is very um broad as well, like diverse. So I would just want to ask you, why did you choose emergency medicine?
2: So, uh... Initially, actually, when I actually was pre-med, I actually thought I was going to do uh, internal medicine. I, I, you know, I kind of was, you know, you go into uh, medical school application, if it was kind of your interest, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do internal medicine, you know, because I mostly, could, it, again, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mostly <laughs> with the, the, the translating, because it was really, it was mostly like, a, you know, just regular, primary care visits, yeah. and then that, so I was like, oh, I can do this, I can do internal medicine, maybe specialize in something. Yeah. and then uh, I I medical school, uh, you know, did my rotations, and then I didn't really have a huge exposure in ER until the last uh, kind of last couple months of third year, mm-hmm. and then everything came together, like really came together. Wow. So I, I go into the you know I go, I go into the into the ER and. It's just, this, it is always chaotic. <laughs> it's always chaotic. <laughs> it's definitely always chaotic. And then uh, the, the most important thing, though, is that the people that you see, they are literally having their worst day. Like, uh-huh. it is, because nobody wakes up in the morning, like, oh, I want to go to the ER. Company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they come in, like, I feel bad. I don't feel good. Or I'm really sick. I'm going to the ministry. And when you see them, like, they... They are at their worst at that time, especially with how they are feeling. That, and it, it, it was it was a completely different approach because you see mm-hmm. people at their greatest time of need like they really, really need help at that time. Yes, and the other thing was as far as the way healthcare system here it works here in the US you know, somebody comes in the ER, you you don't. You don't ask for insurance. You mm-hmm. don't ask. You don't care where they're from. You don't care whether they're yeah. rich or poor. Like it's, it's the ultimate area of like equality and diversity. And you just don't care. You just really just take care of the patients. You don't care where they're from. Yeah. You don't care about anything else. You just take care of them. And that was one of the most important thing. That really what changed my mind. Like I would. I will go in and no matter who they are, they will just accept me as a medical student and I will accept them who they are and we would just take care of them. And the other thing is, as far as the part of medicine, they the patient that comes in, you don't really, you don't have a schedule. You don't know what's going to come in. You know, uh, you work in the ER, you may have a, somebody having a heart attack. Somebody having a stroke. Oh, this one—he was a trauma. This one is just came from Africa, and he may have malaria. This mm-hmm. one maybe, you know. So it's you, you, you give exposure on everything, every single specialty, and you get to learn all these different approaches to different complaints. You don't, you don't have a the one thing that you just focus on. Like every day is different. And I loved that. Like that, I was I was hooked. And since yeah. then, I'm just yeah, man, I just stayed with EM, and I love it. I still I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I find it so interesting of your philosophy that no matter who comes through your doors, we're gonna give you the best care possible. Yeah. That's that's just amazing. Yeah, and that's yeah. What yeah. every physician should be, you know, thinking of. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, like it, 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 it's one of those things that you know right now you just like I have a shift. Like today I have a shift at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. I going to get dressed and I'm going to take care of people. Like I have no idea what's coming. Like you really sometimes you just walk in and somebody comes in with this and that. And after that patient, you yeah. you see the next one is a completely different complaint. Like it's it's yeah. always it, it always keeps you in your toes. It keeps you your, it keeps your mind stimulating. And at the same time, like it doesn't matter if it's a homeless guy across the street. It doesn't matter if you know it's the millionaire across the street. When they come into to you, whoever is a sickest really gets priority. Like it doesn't matter who, <laughs> you know, you yeah, know who they are. You yeah, yeah. You don't even know who they are. Like you just take care of them regardless. And it's 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 one of the best things that I love about medicine medicine is is just that everybody. Is true, equally and the same, no matter who you are. It is. Yeah, it is great.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go into our closing questions. Um, the first one is, what is one piece of advice that you could give to your younger self on your journey?
2: So, you know the. The biggest thing is you you you, you the advice I give myself will be like, you know stay positive because no matter what you go through, it's not necessary that it has to it has to be better, but I think you you're better off that some somebody else, there's someone that you can always help behind you. Because no matter where you are, you're probably not in the worst situation that anyone can imagine. There's always somebody yes. who is. Probably it's got worse than you and stay positive and try to find a way to help someone else. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say this is throughout my journey, even from the refugee camp to where I am right now, I don't think I wasn't the smartest kid. I wasn't the best, I don't think I was probably the best kid either. It's mm-hmm. along the way I had people who even with minor little things that helped me along the way. And those are the people that really got me where I am today. You know, I did my part, but at the same time, if it wasn't for, you know, all those people that touched my life through, you know, from where I was born to this point, I don't think I'll be here. You know, I don't think I'll be where I am right now. So I yeah. will say stay positive and if you can find even a little way to help somebody else, Please do because it's gonna go a long. It's gonna go a long way. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, like you know, for example, <laughs> um, when I was in Abra, like it was it was hard for me to go to high school. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't just directly go to high school, and someone you know find a way to help me get into high school. Like something as simple as that, and that really set my life on a different course. Like mm-hmm. even though I don't think it cost them that much, I don't think it was. It was just kind of helped, helped me navigate the system, you know? Mm-hmm. And that set me to this course, and that set me to where I am today. So even just little things, help somebody else and stay positive. That's that's what I would, I would say to my myself at this moment. Um, that's great. And I don't know if you would have a similar
1: answer to this next question. Uh, this next question is one piece of advice you could give to any immigrant or refugee around the world who has faced hardships yet has big goals and dreams similar to yours?
2: Yeah, so yeah, the advice probably, it's it's pretty similar. You know, I would say, you know, stay positive you know, and try to help someone else. But the, the biggest thing for, at least for refugees is that, you know, at least from my experience, you know, you are in a, a different country, somewhere you were not born, somewhere that they accepted you for who you were, and the biggest reason they accepted you was really for, for safety, mostly safe, for you know most refugees are created because of wars, and you go into a different country for to find safety. And at the same time, you <clears throat> you have different needs, and those needs most of times are not met as Similar to where you will be you'll be at home or where you'll be in your home country. Like there is all these little things that you can't get because you, you are not in your home, you don't have full rights, you don't have all these things that everybody's got. And the the one thing that's made that you, helped us the most was you know we we had to stay resourceful you have to you had to be resourceful because you have to make up for what you don't have and as for refugees especially those who are in refugee camp you know stay resourceful and then help each other's along the way because you are not on your own but at the same time you need each other and that's that's how we would do it. You know, even you know, my friends from refugee camp, like we we had to help each other along the way. And that's how we got here. So um, that'll be my advice.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. How do you work with refugees now? And uh, I just want to tell the audience that I met Dr. Hari Avimanya at the capital, Tallahassee, speaking to him through Refugee Advocacy Day. So um, yes, yeah, so our question is just: What work do you do with refugees now, if any?
2: Yeah, so uh, you know that you know we we do have you know I try to get the state work as much as I can advocacy, and um, the other thing we do uh, we I have a few kids that I just help mentoring as much as I can. Uh, they, the other thing is, you know, I'm also trying to also do some, some work back home. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, uh in, in, in Africa and Burundi, uh, we still have we still have a lot of struggles there. And I'm trying to figure out a way that we can try to help someone else as much as we can. But mostly here it'd be advocacy and then sometimes some mentoring. And that's really the biggest thing that I have that I kind of do right now. The um the reason why is, you know, is when I got here, I didn't have, you know, a lot of, at least I didn't know. I didn't know the people that I can talk to that when that went through the same experience that I did that are here, that at least can guide me through things. And as much as I can be, and this is even why I'm doing this, because I know, you know, this podcast, people will listen and... I know that someone will hear my story and be like, "Okay, I can do this, or I can talk to him. I can, you know, provide a little bit of uh, mentoring to either refugees or, or anyone who really wants to uh, stay positive, help others, and, and and better themselves." Like I would talk to I would talk to them. So that is the biggest thing is you know helping others you know you know mentoring and then kind of focusing on education uh mm-hmm. but it's, it's a little bit vague but we're still we're still we're still, working in progress. still working in progress yeah,
1: yeah of course and uh, now that we've had you as an amazing guest um on our podcast i'm sure our organization's going to do what we can to help um refugees uh, from burundi and um again from all around the world so
2: yeah, and, um, and again, thank you guys for what you do. Like, I always, I mean, I've been your know, Facebook group that like you guys help, you know, you have a lot of problems about me, you do all this other great work. Keep doing what you do because it really makes a difference. It really does. Like, I cannot tell you how much people like you who have helped me along the way has impacted my life. Like, today I'm here because of those people. I'm not here because I know I, I you know, I, I didn't work hard, but at the same time, the people like you who dedicate their time to serve others, like you're doing some, something that you can never get paid for. Like it's it's amazing, you know, you just keep doing what you guys are doing, It's it's amazing. Thank you, you know?
1: so much. That means yeah. so much to us. Um, and we really do love what we do, so um, thank you again so much for, agreeing to be on our podcast and having this amazing conversation
2: with us yeah like let me know if you have any follow up or if there's any anything i can do because i know you guys are doing great work so keep doing what you're doing thank
1: you so much yeah and for sure we will definitely keep in touch
2: okay sounds
0: good hello everyone I wanted to thank you all again for listening to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Redefining Refugee Podcast. I hope Dr. Javi Arimana's story has inspired you. And I wanted to thank you all, our members of GERMER, for making all that we do possible and for always supporting this organization. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family or on Instagram and tag us at GRMRUF. I hope to speak to you all very soon.